This is the Brazil Institute podcast. I'm your host, Anya Prusa. The COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted economic activity around the globe, and women have disproportionately borne the brunt of the crisis, from increasing care responsibilities to loss of work. But women in Brazil faced economic challenges long before the pandemic hit. We're joined today by Renata Malheiros Henriquez, the National Coordinator for Women Entrepreneurship Projects at Sebrae. Sebrae is the Brazilian Micro and Small Business Support Service. It's a nonprofit entity dedicated to supporting small businesses and encouraging innovation and competition. Under Renata's leadership, Sebrae launched a countrywide project several years ago to support female entrepreneurship in Brazil. Called Sebrae Delas, or Sebrae for Her, the project's mission has only grown more important over the last year. Good morning, Hanata. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Anna. So I wanted to start our conversation um, with a little bit of background because you and your team at Sebrae have done a lot of research on the specific challenges that women face in Brazil as entrepreneurs. And you had actually mentioned in one of our conversations that in Brazil, uh, 50% of entrepreneurs are actually women, which seems really fantastic. But then when you dig into the numbers, you see that the picture is actually much more complicated. So could you start by telling us why women are driven to become entrepreneurs in the first place? Um, so but when we ask, why do you open this business? So the answer is quite different. Um, and then we have to talk about entrepreneurship by necessity versus entrepreneurship by opportunity. So women... Um, open more businesses by necessity than men, actually 43% against 37%. What's wrong with that? Um, entrepreneurship by necessity is a little bit precarious because um, you don't have any other form of earning money. Then you just, you know, you just open your business, you don't plan your business, you don't, you know, um, study the market and so on. So we want to foster entrepreneurship by opportunity. When you spot an opportunity, a business opportunity, you plan, you, you know, you um, you attend Sebrae courses and consultancy services and so on. So um, that's that's a problem. And one of the reasons um, why women is like um, open their businesses by necessity, one important reason is pregnancy. So um, around half uh, the women that return from maternity leave, um, they just quit their jobs or they are fired. So they have to open their businesses because they don't have any other form uh, to make money, right? So um, this is basically um, the picture that we have right now. And so how do the experiences of female entrepreneurs differ from male entrepreneurs? You talked about some of the reasons that women become entrepreneurs, but once you are in that space, once you have a business, how different is it for women? The problem is basically culture, right? We are faced with culture norms that socialize boys and girls in a different way. And this socialization that, you know, tracks back to our childhood um, influences our, um, our choices when we, when we become adults. So uh, I would like to... Um, talk about two big differences when we 
look at this uh, landscape about women entrepreneurship and men entrepreneurship. The first one um, is about the sectors. So women-led enterprises in Brazil um, tends to concentrate in basically three sectors. The first one is food and beverage, the second fashion or textile, and the third beauty, cosmetics, beauty salon, and so on. Nothing wrong with these sectors. They are wonderful sectors. The problem is that um, the segments that women-led enterprises in Brazil are based are usually um, not tech-intensive industries, and they are not in segments with high aggregated value. Uh, so the example I like to give is, for example, cosmetics, right? So when you talk about nanotechnology in the cosmetic industries, you, you usually have, um, usually find um, male researchers, right, in this nanotechnology uh, research applied to cosmetics. But when we when we think about um, people that say that sales cosmetic, that sell cosmetics, like door to door, we usually think about women. So where is the aggregated value in this value chain? Who makes more money, right? And this is a problem that also we have to go back to our childhood and see why is it that we have so many uh, men and boys concentrated in STEMs, right? Um, So mathematics, engineering, science and technology. And we all hear, like when we're girls, like boys are better in mathematics, girls are usually better in, in classics, in reading, in arts and so on. So all these um, limiting beliefs that we both boys and girls uh, receive when we are kids, um, they, we grow back, we, we grow up with these um, limiting beliefs. Uh, and this actually um, results in, 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 in these differences in terms of industries, right? Uh, so this is the first problem. And the second problem is time, right? We only have 24 hours for everyone, for men and for women. And Sebrae um, uh, data found out that uh, women entrepreneurs in Brazil dedicate 17% less hours to their companies than men. And I usually joke about this, right? What are we doing when we're not running our businesses? Are we drinking a caipirinha right in front of the sea? No, we are <laughs> very busy um, with the unpaid care and domestic uh, work, right? So looking after children, looking after the elderly, and in terms of pandemic, what was already really difficult became even more difficult, right? And your program, Sebrae Delas, is intended to address some of these challenges, right? Through trainings, through awareness programs. Um, your pilot program actually served 10,000 women across 12 states, if I remember correctly, uh, which is just incredible. So after two years of working in this space, you know, what have you learned? What works when it comes to supporting and encouraging female entrepreneurship? Um, we are basically dealing with um, problems in our culture, right? So this is my first lesson learned. What is the problem, right? What is the problem when we think about women entrepreneurs and men entrepreneurs? So the first thing, the first lesson learned learned is that's a cultural problem because our culture has culture norms, of course, that socialize boys and girls differently. And this um, and desocialization leads to different skills, actually. But in, in the entrepreneurship world, 
it doesn't matter if you are a man or uh, or woman. You have to have certain skills, and that leads to my second lesson learned, which is we have to focus on soft skills development. So what what am I talking about? So if you are an entrepreneur, you have to be good in in two sets of skills, right? The first set um, are the hard skills. So uh, you have to know about planning, about finance, about marketing, about you know um, um, technological innovation trends in your industry. But if you don't know about these areas, you you can uh, easily learn about them in a training course or in a consultancy service, right? But if you are good in these areas, it, these are not sufficient for you to become a good entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. You have to be good in, in another set of uh, skills, which are the soft skills, that basically doesn't have anything to do with, with the first ones, right? Uh, what am I talking about? I'm talking about leadership. I'm talking about communication skills, about networking, about, um, you know, feeling comfortable in, in your own shoes when delivering a speech for the public, right? And these are skills that are basically very... Um, connected to the way you were raised, to the way you see the world, to the way you behave and to the way society looks at you. So um, what I've learned, this is lesson two, is that um, the gender issue is very um, affected in the soft skills development. And the other lesson is that the best way to develop soft skills is through mentorship programs. Right, because in mentorship, rather than courses or consultancy, you have the you have a, a more comfortable situation for you to talk about your feelings, to talk about the way you were raised, right? Because when we think about like leadership and communication style and networking and gender, let's let's give an example. So, for example, Anna, you are a let's say that you are an entrepreneur and you are very you know, successful uh, businesswoman, and you are in a in a business sphere, and you want you have to network, right? So, um, you have to talk with uh, people that you don't know, and then maybe uh, they're men, right? And then say, "Hello, uh, Mrs. I don't know Smith. My name is Anna. Uh, this is my business card. No, no, you don't know me, but I know your work." And um, I'm a big fan of your work, and I would like to uh, invite you to, to you know, talk about a, a business opportunity over a coffee or maybe a lunch, right? And then what would you think at this moment and what he would be thinking at this moment? Mm, is it just work or not? Is she married? Oh, my God, no, my, my husband is super jealous. So, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. So, you know, these um, social um, uh, situations that... Uh, we usually have to do in in, in networking. Um, so um, gender bias, prejudice, and so on, they all come together in this situation. So we have to um, do mentorship in order to train and in order to be uh, more comfortable in these situations. Um, I would also like to, um, to say that I have this... Um, volunteering project with a very good friend of mine, Larissa Shizima. We have launched this project called Alma Mater Mentorship, which is basically uh, toward to uh, undergrad students, women undergrad students in Brazil. So you're more than welcome to follow us on Instagram, almamater.mentoria. So you mentioned mentorship. 
And you mentioned the challenges that women face when navigating environments that maybe were traditionally more male, uh, you know, um, networking and dealing with the assumptions that are still made about women who are approaching men, even in a business environment. And so I wonder if we could talk just a little bit about that side of things. How do you engage men in this conversation? How do you, you know, not just train women, but how do you educate men? Because that's half the equation. That's a wonderful question. Actually, uh, men and women are part of the problem and necessarily part of the solution, right? So we have to, you know, bring men to the table as well. So um, what we've learned is men usually listens to men. So we have to bring them also to the table. And when we have like talks, um, one of the things that we do is like um, talking about small businesses. They are usually like family businesses, right? So you get um, the husband and the wife um, in a talk and say, okay, so husband, how do you feel? when you see yourself as a business partner of your spouse, right? And then let them let them talk, right? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel just very jealous. I don't want I don't like like seeing her um talking to, you know, clients and <laughs> and so on. But I'm a twenty first man, so this is this is not what it should be. So I'm okay with that. And then uh let's let's listen to the wife. So wife, how do you feel when you uh, see yourself as your um, husband's business partner. Now, that's super difficult because I spend most of my time doing like care work and domestic work and taking care of children and, and the house and so on. But, well, talk to my husband and he's a 21st <laughs> century man and uh, we are dealing much better with the things. So um, this is a funny way to say that we have to talk about the difficult questions. We have to talk about uh, the difficult issues that um, faces um, gender topics, right? Um, so um, there's another way to, to deal with that is that um, with um, groups of men, in, in Brazil we have a lot of them, like um, groups of men that are, like men that are not uh, comfortable with the culture as well, because the same culture that, um, that, makes our professional lives difficult as women is this is the same culture that tells men that they are not supposed to cry right they that that's the same culture that tells men that um showing feelings uh is they, they become less of a man right so <laughs> this is oppressive for everyone so um um gathering men in these groups of men that discusses Right, this this cultural aspects in terms of um, gender is also a good a good topic. And another thing, I would also add children. Right, we have to think about children because uh, one of the things that I I uh, listen a lot from from women entrepreneurs is that Renata, um, I don't I go, I don't go to Sabrai uh, training courses. It's not because I don't want to. Is that because I don't have anyone to leave my child with? Right, I would love to to live in a country we that we would have like daycare for everyone, right? Childcare for everyone, and 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 especially during the pandemic, this is something um, very difficult, right? So, uh, what what can we do, right? So, first of all, like digital services, and when the pandemic is over, um, I'm very uh, I, I do a lot of advocacy in terms of having um, 
like kids, space kids, like a space for kids um, in in every like in every place where we can have like um, business people as well, right? If you go to a restaurant or a hotel, we always have like a space for kids so that they can play and then they can draw and so on. So why not? So we have to uh, adapt the way we work to embrace kids as well. This is a, one of the most important things to do in terms of gender. Yes, I think one of the challenges has been that as women have entered the workforce and increasingly participated in the economy, a lot of the frameworks that we still have in place date back to a time when women were more likely to stay at home and take care of the kids, and we haven't adjusted yet. I think that's an incredibly important point to make. So looking forward, where does Sabra Adelas go from here? What would you like to see happen next? Uh, that's my thing. Um, well, <laughs> um, the challenge is to, to scale, right? We have uh, millions of uh, women entrepreneurs in Brazil and as well as men. So uh, we have to get more people on board. We have to um, also deal with uh, differences in terms of regions because uh, these numbers, right, um, were numbers from the pilot project. But we have uh, differences in terms of regions, in terms of even like subcultures within Brazil. And learning also how to develop soft skills is also very important to us. This is not something uh, that we are so um, used to do because Sebrae is, of course, Sebrae is a, a, a premier development agency in Brazil, but we are more um, used to hard skills development as well as almost every kind of agency, right, that deals with uh, small businesses. But the 21st century uh, is about soft skills. It's about soft skills and it's about digital skills and how gender influences um in, in learning and teaching all these skills is one of the challenges that we would like to, um, to learn, right, and to face. Um, the second one is, like, bringing more partners um, uh, on board as well, right, including um, institutions as yours. So I'm very happy to be here. And um, the third one is, like, um, growing this network, this is one of the lessons learned as well. We have to work in networks because networks are the best way to tackle uh, big and hairy problems, right? Um, so when you, when, when you work in a network, um, people that individually would be, I don't know, weak, when they are together, they're strong. And when you become part of a network, you necessarily become smarter, right? You, you get rid of your little world and... You expand your ideas, you expand your mind, um, you you expand your contacts. So networks, uh, women networks are also very, very important. So this is what I, I would love to, to see in the future. More networks, a stronger network, more partners, more people involved. I think that's a dream we both share. And I really applaud the work you are doing with Sibrai to make it happen. Renata, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Anna. To learn more about Renata's work and female entrepreneurship in Brazil, visit www.sebrae.com.br slash 
D-E-L-A-S. And you can find the Women's Mentorship Program mentioned during the episode on Instagram with the handle at A-L-M-A-M-A-T-E-R dot M-E-N-T-O-R-I-A. This episode of the Brazil Institute podcast was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. Until next time, thanks for listening.